Welcome to Heart and Soul, the radio show dedicated to all things BDSM. My name is Mistress Elisa. I'm a dominatrix, BDSM counselor, and life coach. Listen, you've got questions, and I've got answers, and I'll be talking to you from my heart and Hello everyone, this is Mistress Elisa coming to you once again with another installment of Heart and Soul. Today is going to be a brief story time segment. I thought I would try something a little bit different. I've capped this segment at 15 minutes, so let's get started. I want to tell the story and I want to talk about it in the, the time allotted. So, here's the question. How does a dependence on kink potentially impact your relationship with your partner? This is an important question because many men who are involved in BDSM are married or they are in seemingly committed relationships, but the women in their lives have no idea what they're doing. And so the man thinks that as long as he doesn't get caught, then the relationship is cool. You know, he didn't get caught with his pants down. She didn't see the the prices on the credit card. He set up a post office box outside of the home. All is well. She will never know the difference. I beg to differ. Women, first of all, have a sixth sense. And second of all, um, you have no idea how your behavior changes when you have become conditioned by kink. You have no idea how you become conditioned when you see women as nothing more than an object of your pleasure. Let's call this guy Steve. He called me and he was a bit distraught. He said that he really needed my services because he had cheated on his wife. He had become unhappy in the relationship. She was distant. She had not started to cheat, but she was distant. They had a child. And he felt like they were roommates rather than lovers, rather than being a happily married couple. And he wanted to do something about it. That was one side of the coin. The other side was that he basically felt addicted to all of these kinks and fetishes and the lifestyle. Um, You know, he could whip out his credit card and get someone to do almost anything for him. If the price is right, you can get someone to do anything for you. And he had become addicted to that. I think for Steve, again, I'm using air quotes, I think it was probably somewhere around eight to ten years that he had become involved in the lifestyle. And another reason that he reached out to me was because he had become desensitized. The things that worked for him five years ago didn't even get close to turning him on five years later. And he noticed that he became desensitized much more quickly and that he became even more dependent on the lifestyle. So that was how Steve started out. We started him on a journey of truth and discovery and accountability. That's how I work. Truth, accountability, and I'm actually trying to write this down because I know I'm going to want to talk about this another time. Truth and accountability 
And what was the third one? I totally lost my train of thought as I was trying to write. Just press rewind and listen to that. But truth and accountability, and there was a third one, and I didn't write fast enough. But that is what he came to me for. And so we spent about three months, I think it was close to three and a half months, of me giving him assignments, getting him to pay closer attention to his wife and how she responded when he did things for her just because, buying her flowers just because, calling her to say hello and I love you and I miss you just because. Now, here was the big thing for Steve. Whenever he did something in the lifestyle in BDSM, he was immediately rewarded because he paid for it And the person who was receiving his money wanted him to continue spending money. And so they would give him whatever it was that he wanted. He was not getting a truly submissive experience. He was basically getting, um, it's another form of prostitution. You know, there's sexual services, whether or not you sleep with the person. But there are sexual services involved. And as long as you keep paying you got those sexual services. And so that became his mindset. He took that mindset into his relationship with his wife. So we had him doing assignments like mm, calling her on his way home from work instead of disappearing for five or six five or six hours and you know not showing up at home until midnight or one o'clock in the morning. So I had his ass going straight home. I had him once a week buying her a card or a single flower or her favorite gourmet coffee. I had him asking her questions first thing in the morning like, how are you doing? How do you feel? And taking a moment to look in her eyes and feel her and really listen to her. With each of these assignments that I gave him, I stressed to him that he was not to expect anything in return. Now, his question to me was, well, what if she wants to do something sexual? And what he was doing, because I knew him well, what he was doing was he was trying to find a way to manipulate the situation and his wife so that he could get sexual favors. So he was already planning to hint and to suggest and to throw his little tantrums because these are the things that he tried with me, but they never worked. So I called him out on that, and I quickly put him in his place and said, that's not going to work. If she directly says, I want to engage in sexual play, or if she shows you that she wants to engage in sexual play, then you are a good boy and you're on board. But you are not to suggest or manipulate or try to influence her in that fashion at all. He was not perfect, but he did relatively well for those three to three and a half months. He did really well. In fact, he did so well that within just two weeks, he saw a difference in his wife's behavior toward him. She didn't seem to be holding grudges. She didn't seem to be on edge. 
she did seem to be more open. She touched him. She looked at him. She seemed more interested in him and his presence. Instead of feeling like she despised him, he felt like she was becoming interested in him again. I warned him, don't try to capitalize on this. Don't try to cash in. And he actually had a conversation with me where he said, well, what am I doing all of this for? His mindset was still very much hardwired to, I'm doing this and I'm doing that and I deserve this and I deserve that. But you see, when you destroy the trust that existed between yourself and your partner and you are working to rebuild that trust, you don't deserve anything. What you are doing is you are focused on rebuilding what has been lost because of your actions. So what is the deal with the title of this segment, The Price of a Blowjob? Let me tell you. So after those three and a half months of hard work, and they were hard, both for me and for him, he decided that he didn't really need my services as much anymore. So he started to disappear. He didn't keep his schedule. His schedule was once a week. Check in once a week, and let's just get you refocused. He started skipping sessions. No problem. My plate is full. I'm not chasing him down. I knew he would find his way back to me once he made a mess of things, and he did. So he came back to me, and he said, I've messed up. Can you help me to fix it? And I said, what did you do? He said that his wife came to him, and she was very flirtatious and touchy-feely, and he became turned on because of her behavior, her flirtation with him. Um, she had been smiling and dressing up and putting on makeup and just taking better care of herself because she was interested in him again and because she felt better about herself. So she came to him, and she said, the light bulb needs to be changed. I think it was the basement. The light bulb in the basement needs to be changed. And he said, okay, I'll change it on one condition. She said, what's your condition? He said, I'll change the light bulb if you give me a blowjob. And without thinking, I, her response was, okay, no problem. She gave him a blowjob. He changed the light bulb and he thought, cha-ching, I'm in I've got this woman under my control. I know what to do with her. But what he didn't count on was the fact that she's going to think about that afterwards. She's going to think about what his actions say about her. She's going to think about what her, his actions say about how he sees her, how he values her, what he thinks about their relationship. And so sure enough, she began to think, and her feelings were hurt, and she was frustrated, and she felt like everything that they had been building for three and a half months was a lie. What did Steve throw away? Everything. Three and a half months. What was the price of a blowjob? It wasn't just getting the light bulb changed. He put his relationship on the line. He had been building trust with this woman and trying to get her to love and appreciate him and not despise him because of the things that he had done to her. 
And he had done relatively well with that for those three and a half months. Yeah, that was the price of his blowjob. That was what he threw away. That was what he gave up. And so my question would be, what are you throwing away for kink? What is the price that you're paying by not seeing the true value of your partner? Have you become so desensitized by the lifestyle and kink and your desire for a higher, um, um, just more sexual play and more gratification and more instant gratification are willing to throw it all away? Is it worth it? That was the price that Steve paid for a blowjob. I can tell you after that conversation, I let him know that he was going to have to start all over. He was not willing to do that, and so he disappeared. How is his relationship today? I have no idea. None whatsoever. But I can tell you that my bet would not be on things coming together well. You cannot disrespect and demean your partner and expect them to stay open to you. And when you find yourself in need of love and emotional support and intimacy and truth and connection, you will find that you have placed a, a price on your relationship or on your kink that really wasn't worth it. All right, guys, let's get our little outro going. There you go. This is Mistress Elisa. I've enjoyed once again speaking with you from my heart and soul. And, um, you know, the reason that I do this is because it's only when we deal with issues of the heart and soul that we are able to live fulfilling lives. So thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time.